Let's begin now. Here we go. Seven to nine o'clock tonight. After hours, following the players only. Shout out to Keith Cash and Dana Hughes. Always good people to follow up to. Um, you're probably going to want to listen to this show until nine because that'll be. Uh, there might be. This might be the worst football game of the season. Definitely the worst Thursday night football game of the season. And that's saying something. But of course, of course, here's the thing. For those of you that know what here's the thing means. I have bet on this game because I'm a degenerate scumbag. I'm not really. I don't think that I am, but sometimes I play into it. Um, There's probably some people out there that probably believe that. Uh, But, of course, our bet tonight, I want to get that right out of the way because this game's getting ready to start. I just want to have to follow it because we don't have Amazon Prime up here, obviously. You'd think we would. Julio, this is the bet tonight. Brian Robinson Jr., anytime touchdown. Brian Robinson Jr., over 65 and a half. Scary Terry McLaurin, four and a half over receptions. We had a little 50% profit boost on DraftKings. I nailed it in. Plus 735, originally plus 490. So $10 will pay us $83. That, uh, that Brian Robinson yardage is uh, makes me a little nervous. I'm not going to lie. He's passed it twice this year. He's had an 80, a 73. He's had a 64-ish. And then there was like the first game of the season where they were going between he and, and uh, Antonio Gibson. But they have told Antonio Gibson to take a step to the side. Brian Robinson Jr. is now the guy that we are going to push forward as our lead back. So I think that's going to be um, – plus the Bears are terrible. Right? This is true. This is very true. Right. Um, the Bears gave up, I believe, over 100 to the Chiefs running backs of Clyde Edwards-Alaire. I mean, that guy can run against you. <laughs> That's not a shot at Clyde. He just I mean, doesn't, he doesn't get it's a lot funny, of, but it's true, right? Like I, I can go back and look at the stats, but I'm pretty sure like Pacheco had like 48 and Clyde Edwards Lair like 55. I think that was what the, what the stats were. Let's look here. This is terrible radio. I apologize. Uh, Pacheco had 62 Clyde Edwards Lair had 55 and Mahomes had 28 rushing yards. And that was like committee. Like Washington doesn't use a committee. They just Sam Howell just going to give it to Brian Robinson jr. So uh dream case scenario um, 40 yard touchdown run, right? Can happen. Could happen. How have you been? Man, it's, it's been a while since I've seen your beautiful face. It's been, uh, it's been months, literally yeah, months, little, little rusty back here. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. You're rusty and I'm dusty. So here we go yeah, for after rusty, hours. Dusty. That's why we're here late. Rhymes. You know, that's why we work the night shift. We push that envelope. Right. We get a little nasty with it. Not really. Kind of. By making nice rhymes. You know, right. we spit in the hot. Hot rhymes. We'll have uh, Nikki Vivas of 99.7 The Point, uh, who does, you know, more pop radio at this station, a sister station of ours, to kind of bring in the whole, how they're handling the Taylor. Because it's a different world over there, right? A like, crossover? They don't talk sports a whole lot. I'm sure that they talk a little bit, but they probably talk a lot of pop culture, a lot of music. So I want to get the, and she's a friend of mine. I've known her for a long time. Went to school together, graduated together from Blue Springs High School, and always been a, a good friend to have in this industry that you've known for a while to kind of see a familiar face. And I'm just interested to see what like her take is when it comes to like how they're approaching the subject, because I'm into the whole, like, why not? Like, you don't know how long this is going to last. Taylor Swift's been in a ton of relationships. Travis Kelsey's, you know, probably the most popular player in the NFL right now, just because of the situation. 
And, you know, I just kind of want to get a different perspective on it. And, uh, you know, it's good to, you know, have a friend come in and talk over the phone. So, uh, so we'll see how, uh, how that conversation goes. That'll be at seven 15, but where I want to start the night is, is first up happy birthday, Travis Kelsey, 34. Um, I had no idea until about two days ago that I was two years older than Travis Kelsey. And he is a lot more better off than I am. I'm five, so here we are. Yeah, well. You know, we're both old. It's fine. I don't know if we're old. I don't know if we can put the word old next to us yet. I'm, I'm pushing 40, my man. That's I'm, that's pretty uh, That's pretty yeah. old. Are you one of those guys that, on milestone birthdays you want to go do something? Nah. Yeah. I'm not a big birthday guy. I never was. At all. I mean, I went to Vegas on my 21st. My 30th, uh, my best friend, his birthday's the day before, and, like, his wife set something up. So I was like, yeah, we'll just kind of piggyback right on that. Um which was cool. We both went to Vegas, but uh, you know, we'll, we'll figure it out. But yeah, happy birthday, Travis Kelsey, 34 years old. Doesn't seem like he's aging at all on the NFL field. What is your uh, favorite Travis Kelsey moment? I mean, it's gotta be the Super Bowl speech, right? The, the parade speech. Yeah, you got to fight. Gotta be. Yeah. I think mine is probably last year. Okay. And that was when they were down 17, zero to the Raiders. And Travis Kelsey had four catches for 26 yards and four touchdowns. That was insane. I'm not going to lie. You know? That was insane. Like he didn't even have to do anything like significant other than just be available in the red zone. And it was just another one of those games where like the Raiders knew something was coming and still couldn't stop it. Close follow-up is probably, well, there was one time I was in the locker room and he's, there was like a terrible call and he said something like the referee couldn't even work at foot locker. That was a great quote. I remember after that happened, they were like, all right, that's enough. We're out of questions. I'd say throwing, throwing the flag. That was also and Jacksonville, pretty memorable. Against Jacksonville. That, was, that was pretty good one. Yeah, that was a good one. But 913-586-7610. Favorite Travis Kelsey moment on Travis Kelsey's birthday. The NFL needs to lean into this Kelsey Taylor Swift thing. Why? Because they need to. Had they gone a little overboard? Travis Kelsey says a little bit. I think he means from the aspect of making their Twitter handle or X handle Taylor Swift and all that stuff. But you think I talk about it a lot. Colin Coward had this to say about, they need to lean into it. This whole Travis Kelsey, Taylor Swift thing. They're both 33. They're both attractive and they're both rich, but why wouldn't the NFL lean into it? Jack Nicholson, even in star studded Los Angeles, Jack Nicholson, they would interview him during timeouts of NBA games. Literally, Bob Costas and Pat Riley. I mean, you'd have like a big broadcast team and there'd be a timeout. They wouldn't analyze the game. They go to Jack Nicholson, and this is LA, where there's a thousand stars at every game. And people in LA thought it was pretty cool. When you go to a Knicks or Lakers game, these are star studded towns, Broadway, actors all over New York and LA. In most markets, though, they don't go to your city. So you don't want to hear about it. Why would not the NFL lean into Taylor Swift? She boosted the American economy this summer by $5 billion in consumer spending. That's just in the United States. UFC leans into Trump. People talk about it. NBA leans into celebrities at games. People talk about it. If Taylor Swift was an economy, she would be bigger, I looked it up this morning, than 50 countries. Watch out, Canada. She's gaining on you. Sports fans think everybody in the world knows Patrick Mahomes. Taylor Swift is at least 40 to 50 times more popular than Patrick Mahomes. Her Instagram is 273 million. His is six. She has like five times the Instagram followers of the National Football League. Now, 
IG isn't the uh, be-all, end-all of popularity, but it is a cultural uh, touchstone for who's popular, who's not. Settle down. Nobody's taking the games away from you. Taylor Swift isn't calling plays. Do you think, though, Julio, that Kelsey has worked on a dance for a celebratory end zone score with her? What do you mean by with her? Like, do you think that they've hung out and he's like, what do you think about an end zone dance? You have one that you think that I should do? Oh, like he's we'll... running it by her so she can give him or some she, choreography he, tips? That's what I was wondering. Like, that's what I'm thinking to myself is like, okay, because, you know, sometimes you got a girl in your life and she's like, hey, go do this. I want to see if you can do it. I dare you to do it. No, you know what? No, because he's got his own flair. He's got his own style. He likes to put his own touch on things. But he's a ladies man. I mean, he is. I mean, that's one angle he could take. But now that that's his thing, man. That's that's how it's part of his flair. Like, could you right? imagine if he scores and does a dance and somebody interviews him after the game or asks him a question like, what, what's the background story of that dance? Oh, uh, you know, Taylor and I are working on something. Uh, he would past. never admit that. Okay. Uh, he would never. I mean, he's, he's yeah. having a hard time saying anything in public about it in, in general. There's no way he, he admits to that. More money than 50 countries. That's insane, man. I know there's a ton of countries Printing in this your world. Own money. Unbelievable. Yeah. And like, I don't always agree with what Colin Coward has to say, but I do agree with, like, you need to lean into this. And I get it. You know, he says the line where it's like, you know, other cities don't have this, but you do, and they hate it. Right? Minnesota's mayor this year, this week, was like, we hope she comes to the game after we beat the Chiefs, then she can, you know, caress Travis and, and you know, sob his tears. That wasn't the exact quote, but he was basically saying, like, she could hold him in, you know, as he's struggling with the defeat of the loss of the Vikings, which probably won't happen. I don't know. But, like, what this reminded me of, and I was talking to you about this in the bullpen, is like when major companies collab, why not take the best of what you have and the best of what I have, put it together, and we both profit, right? You remember being a kid, and we were going to McDonald's. I haven't been to McDonald's in a, in a long time. Um, but, like, I remember as a kid, anytime there was a new blockbuster movie, Batman Returns, uh, Pixar movies did a lot, there were bidding wars between, like, Burger King, McDonald's, Taco Bell. Who's going to get the toys? McDonald's always won. At least it seemed like it. And you look at Thai Beanie Babies. You remember those? You remember collecting oh, Thai yeah, Beanie Babies, I right? remember those. Yeah. And oh, yeah. I remember McDonald's was giving away Beanie Babies and Happy Meals. Yeah, grown-ass people going to order a Happy Meal just so they get a Beanie Baby. Thai Beanie Babies win. McDonald's win. Two major collaborations, and they profit just nastily off of it. That's a, not a word, but I made it up. I like it. And that's... That's kind of what this reminds me of. Now, a lot of people, you know, will have negative thoughts about this and be like, oh, it's football. Keep them out of the foot, you know, whatever. Kiss my ass. This is one of those things where you have one of the biggest popular stars in the world and one of the most prolific, popular football stars in the world, and they're together, whether it's real love, whether it's the honeymoon phase, whether it's just dating, I don't care. That's not my business. But she's at two games. One's in Kansas City. One's in New York. When she's in New York, Hugh Jackman, Blake Lively, Ryan Reynolds, they're all there. And guess what? The focus is there. Guess what happens? Merchandise sales go up. Travis Kelsey's IG followers go up by 300,000. And all eyes are on Kansas City. Kansas City is Hollywood. This is Hollywood. And it's also the NFL. Just like Beanie Baby McDonald's, Hollywood, NFL, together, Everybody profits. You can't hate it. Now, you can be a Chiefs fan and be like, I'm kind of annoyed by this. I kind of don't want to hear about Taylor Swift. But guess what? It's the number one story in the NFL. It's the number one story in the NFL, without a doubt. If, if people didn't hate the Chiefs already, they, they, they definitely do now. Yeah, but I mean, like, could you imagine if, like, Taylor Swift was dating 
I don't know, a Dallas Cowboys tight end, which one of them is dating one of the Cavender twins, Mercy. Um, it's not a huge story, but it became a subplot of what is popular in, in all this sort of thing with the NFL. But I mean, I remember as a kid when it was Jessica Simpson and Tony Romo, right? All right. Chicken of the sea. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Dukes of Hazard, Jessica Simpson, prime Ooh. Jessica Simpson. Uh, on the other side, we'll talk to Nikki Vivas of 99.7 The Point. You're listening to After Hours of 610 Sports Radio, Julio Sanchez and Dusty Likens. You're listening to After Hours with Dusty Likens on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views. could sing this word for word from start to finish. You think I make a good anti-hero? That big of a Swifty, huh? Yeah. Alright. Get a show too, huh? Yeah, yeah. That's right. Uh, joining us now, Nikki Vivas from 99.7 The Point with Ponch, or Nikki and Ponch in the morning. Let me get the names right before I bring you on. Nikki, how are you this evening? Look at you. What's up? How are you, friend? I'm doing well. How are you this evening? I'm lovely. Lovely about my bedtime, so oh. you caught me right about 40 minutes till I go night-night. All right. Welcome to After Hours then, huh? I'm, <laughs> I, I know. Must, I must I'm on a late-night show. Look at this. That's right. I must be special if you're willing to cause your sleep schedule to be in a riff. I would say you're special. All right, you're up there. Okay, I like that. Um, <laughs> so, what's life been like on uh, the FM side with the whole? Ta- I mean, I'm sure you guys are talking about it all the time. Oh, I mean, God, yes, right? You hate it. I can tell. No, okay. I love it. All right, I love it. I'm here for this. Look, I have so many different angles on this, Dusty. First of all, I love that it's cool to be a simp again. Like a man <laughs> is being. A simp. And this is beautiful because here's the deal. Somebody like Travis Kelsey, a strong, you know, swaggy man, like that publicly pursuing a woman and being giddy about it. Mm -hmm. Yes. I want more of that. I love that. Alpha women never have a guy come after them and chase after them and pursue them. So to see that play out right in front of our eyes. Oh, I'm here for it all day. Is this like a, this is like a perfect couple scenario, right? This is alpha male, alpha female, like you said, like both kind of in their own world, biggest star in football right now, biggest star in the pop world culture. And it's like a great collaboration. It's couple goals, right? You got two strong people who can conquer the world together. Now he's hot. She's hot. Like, why not? So he does it for you. Oh, I climb that tree all day. Oh, come on. Okay. Come on. I was on with Fesco the other day. I told him that. It absolutely would climb that tree. That's the way to do it, right? That, that is a whole meal that I would devour. Oh, so, Taylor, mind. get it, girl. There I love go. it. Um, we were talking in the first segment. I have a feeling, and maybe I'm wrong, but I have a feeling that, like, there's a time that they've hung out. Like, I think they – I don't know if they have time during the week just because he has practice and whatnot, but I know Mondays are light. Tuesdays, there's no practice. But – do you think that if he scores a touchdown and does a dance, do you think that there was any sort of choreography done on her part to kind of give him some pointers? Ooh, good idea. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, 
I would, their style is very different. Okay. That's, that's the one thing that everyone's been like, why Taylor Swift? He went from Kayla Nicole to Taylor Swift. Like what? Because Trav is very swaggy. He's got panache and Taylor, you know, while I love her, I play her on my station. I've seen her in concert. I'm a huge fan. She's more of an old Navy sweater. Let's be honest. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if she's given him dance move tips, but I, I think that would be the other way around. I think Trav could show her a little culture and bring him in, bring her into the, into the world of swag. Yeah. The other thing that's kind of interesting is that like, he's different than anything that she's ever dated. Like exactly. she's, she's been with like Harry Styles. She's been with Jake Gyllenhaal. Who Joe I've said before. Alwyn, right. Joe and, Jonas, which is nothing disgusting. but raisins in the potato salad. It seems like every guy she's been with cries after sex. Exactly. Outside of John exactly. Mayer. John Mayer, so now, is, John Mayer can do no wrong in my mind. You know he cries during it, too. No Come way. On. No way. Of course he does. He cries, and then he plays you a song. Okay. Stop. This, this one, this is going to turn her out. Okay. Like, this, this guy right here, this is going to be something that she's never had. He's probably, in my mind, I'm thinking that he's probably a little bit more dominant in the bedroom. Oh, my. And I think she's going to be about it. Okay. You're going to see a new glow on her. Why do you think people hate hearing about this in the city? And then also, I guess, outside the city, I know the answer. That's just because people are, you know, they're jealous because they don't have this sort of pizzazz. But, like, inside, you think it's people because they don't understand it or because they just don't like Taylor Swift? There is a fascination with hating Taylor Swift. Mm -hmm. There's a fascination with hating things that are bigger than you. I don't know why people have that small minded mentality, but like you should support this. This is a real life rom-com that is playing out in front of our eyes. It's, it's beautiful and let them have fun. Who cares? The people that hate on it and they're like, Oh, she's doing it for a PR stunt. Why? Like she doesn't need any publicity. She's the biggest star on the planet. She doesn't need any publicity. She doesn't need any help. She is finally going after someone that came after her. She says that so many times in her interviews, if you go and look at them, she will publicly say that there has never been a man who openly comes after her. And Travis openly came after her with the whole bracelet deal, then going on the podcast. So, yeah, like women want men to come after them. We want to be sought after. That's the whole chase. That's the fun of it. Right. So I think it's hot. My only problem you hate is hate on it, then hate on it, but take your hate somewhere else. My only fear is that he can't screw this up in a bad way. Like, I get it if, like, something, you know, you, you run out of steam in a relationship and it just ends. If he breaks her heart, she will write 14 songs about how much she hates the Chiefs and Travis Kelsey. Well, you knew what you were getting into, though. That's fair. That's I fair. mean, when you signed up for it. So if I were Travis, like, look, you wife this one. She's worth how much? She's she's a great woman. She's got a great personality. She's got a great family. She's got morals, standards. Like, this is one you wife. You don't play with this one. Okay, okay. I'm trying to. What do you think? I mean, I would definitely wife her up. I mean, if you're into it, this if she, if he's are into you, are you into it? Do you think that I that love it? They're hot. Do you like it? I've been into it since the rumors started. Since they were talking about like as soon as he said he put his number on a Swifty bracelet, I was leaning into this harder than anyone at this station. I can honestly tell you that. Now Cody did a song, but that's just Cody's thing. But I mean, I can tell you this: you're invested. Correct. And I'm going to ride this train until it's gone. And the thing about this is, is you have, you have, you have the biggest team. 
you, you basically you have Hollywood with the Chiefs now. You have Taylor Swift who just went on an absolute amazing Northern American tour, selling out stadiums. And then you have like what I like in this whole thing is that I'm not saying that like egos are bad. I mean, I have a massive one, I think, but I mean, I'm, it's it's more of like a, a confidence <laughs> thing. But like you have probably, you know, because I mean, I, I there's a lot of women that I've you know watch Chiefs games with or have family members that are women and they're just like, oh my God, Travis Kelsey, Travis Kelsey. And on the same boat, on the same boat, they're like, oh man, I just love Taylor Swift because I've been listening to her since I was 18 years old or 16 years old. And it's like, my God, right in front of my eyes, I have Travis Kelsey, who's my favorite Chiefs player because he's hot. And I have Taylor Swift, who's my favorite musician because I love all her music because they speak to me. And now it's collabed together and it's just, it's the best of both worlds. And it brings in young people and young women to the sport. Why not? And yep. And that right there is something that's very important that people need to understand because you have a lot of people, and I see it on Facebook, Twitter, whatever. People are like, oh, my God, I'm so sick and tired of the NFL talking about it. And why do they keep cutting to it? And why do they keep – are they going a little overboard? Sure. But there's a reason why, guys. This is a business. You have Mm -hmm. to take all of everything out of it and remember it's a business. And, of course, they're going to lean into it because this is driving ticket sales. It's driving up the sales in merch. People are – that game was the most viewed game since when? You've got a whole new audience mm-hmm. that is coming into the NFL, and you got to grab it while it's here. You know there were like 10 dudes sitting in a boardroom, all in suits, smacking a table, being like, how are we going to get the ladies? Come mm-hmm. on, guys. We've got to get this new generation. How are we going to branch out to females? What are we going to do? Voila. You're welcome. Here's Taylor Swift, and now you got it. What's the, you're a pretty dominant personality. What's the most, uh, what's the most out-of-pocket something's done for Nikki Vivas to try to get your attention? God, I mean, probably write a song about me. Oh, someone wrote a song about you. Yeah, Did yeah, it work? that was a that was a hip hop phase when I, you know, okay. I was finding myself back then. Oh, and he he wrote a song about me and put it on his album. Oh, okay, <laughs> all right, there we go. That was that was probably the biggest thing. All right, all right. But your girl's single, so let's just bring it. I'd love a bracelet. I love all the things. Let's go. What do you think she got him for his birthday? Ooh. Tree climber? I mean, it's new. It's new. So it's not going to be anything ridiculous. But she has more money than 50 countries. It's going to be heartfelt. She's going to take that angle. Okay. So it's got to be something that a keepsake, something that – I don't know, that ties the two of them together. That's like an inside joke thing. I like that. I like that. Well, Nikki, you I know can't you go gotta, wrong with that. I know you got to get some sleep. Uh, you got your show tomorrow. You got anything coming up tomorrow over there at 997 The Point? Uh, yeah, actually, your boy Carrington is going to pop on our show tomorrow. Okay. Yeah, so he's going to come uh, do a little Friday Flex with us. Friday Flex, 740 every Friday morning. It's 15 minutes of straight bangers to get you ready for the weekend. Mm. And, of course, we're going to talk about Taylor Swift and the Chiefs and all the fun and pop world. you got to come fill in. you got to come hang sometime, too, Dusty. I'd love to have you. Well, you know my number, so all you got to do is ask, and I'm there. Perfect. I'll, I'll return the favor, I promise. But I won't write a rap song about you because I can't rap. I still owe somebody a rap song. I've yet to put it together, but I still owe her a rap song, but I just haven't done it yet because I'm just scared to death of it. I'm sure you got bars. That's right. You All find right. it in there. Nikki, get some sleep. We'll uh, we'll talk to you sometime soon on uh, on the 745 segment on 97 The Point. All right. Sounds good, doll. Take Bye. Care. Nikki Vivas, 99.7 The Point. Nikki and Ponch in the morning, so. Something sentimental, but something also pretty easy as a birthday present. Keeping the bar low, huh?
I'm still shocked. Shocked. Uh, CDOT's going to be getting up that early. Yeah. You think he's there on time? No. No. He he walks in probably 30 seconds before. <laughs> if not late, yeah. Uh, text line 913-586-7610. OMG, nobody hates her. Just shut the blank up about her. We're all sick and tired of listening to it. I like that attitude. <laughs> Somebody says, make sure this segment is clipped, bro. <laughs> I hate it because I turn on sports radio and I hear about Taylor and Travis's sex life. No, you don't. I mean, I that thought it was lie. interesting. You know, nobody talks about their you know? sex life. Nothing wrong with a little crossover. You think she's? You, you I think mean, you laid it pretty thick there, boss. I'm, I'm not gonna lie. You did. I didn't say climb a tree. Uh, you didn't, but uh, insinuated a few other times. But mm. it was entertaining. That's what we do. Chicks dig Kelsey. Kelsey was swift. Casey's America's team. Hell yeah. Eight one nine one three. Uh, coming up on the other side, defensively, this team is set. They've yet to all play together. Obviously, a mini he will come back in week seven after a six-week suspension. Nick Bolton will get to you what he did today at practice and what Spagnolo had to say about what his decision will be when it comes to the game. Also, Minnesota, man, I get it. They're one and three, but they're like probably the best one and three team that's in the league currently. We'll talk about this defense versus that offense on the other side. You're listening to After Hours on 610 Sports Radio, the Julio Sanchez and Dusty Likens. You're listening to After Hours with Dusty Likens on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views. Back in on After Hours. Am I missing something? Am I am I missing something? Did we talk about anybody's sex life? It was it was alluded. It was alluded. If they are passionate. As usual, my kid listens to this show while you're talking about Travis and Taylor's sex life, by the way. I don't know what to say. I don't know. <laughs> I, don't I apologize know to, to the texter. I'm sorry. I didn't know that your child was listening this late into the evening. It is called after hours. It is a Thursday evening and I am dusty Likens. I don't call him dirty werewolf for no reason. And know? I didn't make that name up. You know, I feel like people either really loved that uh, or really dislike that segment, but uh, I enjoyed it. So it's fun. You just can't please everybody. Man. Oh, boy. So I guess we'll keep it clean. We won't. You all right over there? No, I just... You all right? I just don't like when people put their children into the text to, like, say that it's my fault. Making you feel bad, that's all. Ugh. Like, I get it. Like, maybe I've lost a listener. Maybe I've lost a few. But I bet I gain some more in the future. And that is confidence. Someone asked, is that the same person that came on the other night and said that they could outdrive you? No, that was Mackenzie Nelson. Uh, that was Nikki Vivas of Nikki and Ponch in the morning on 99.7. Uh, the point, good stuff over there. Uh, but where I want to lean into the next topic is this defense versus this offense. And we've talked about this this week as this uh, 
you know, this week prolongs into what is a 325 game against the Minnesota Vikings that you can hear on 106.5, the Wolf, our sister station. You can hear pregame on 610 Sports Radio, and you can hear Jay Binkley in the Arrowhead Pride postgame show. People that come on that show, Pete Sweeney, you know him. Josh Klingler, you know him. Also, all your calls are welcomed as well. And don't forget tomorrow, Mitch Holtis on at 7.30 with Fesco in the morning. Pete Sweeney on at 1 o'clock with Cody and Gold. Nate Taylor of The Athletic on at 4 o'clock with CDOT on the drive. But I want to talk about this offense and this defense as more and more and more, speaking of Kelsey, more, more, comes to this week. Tomorrow's the big practice, right? And Spagnuolo said today that Nick Bolton was going to be a game-time decision with that ankle injury. Jarius Sneed obviously was full go yesterday with the knee in, with the uh, with the knee injury, but will play. Chris Jones, full participant. All of that is fine. All you need to see is the FP. What you don't want to see is the DNP. Did not practice. And this is going to be the first real test. The first real, I don't know. This is an offense and this is a team that is one in three. And I remember last year, Minnesota was what? Like seven and one in one possession games. They were winning games, but barely winning games. And that is an egregious stat in itself because in the NFL, you know, to be that kind of record in one possession games means either you're getting really lucky or you're just figuring out ways to win in a really bizarre way. And Minnesota has some good weapons, some great weapons on offense. They have TJ Hawkinson, who's, I think, a top five tight end in the league. Kelsey, Kittle, Andrews. I would assume that we're probably going to put TJ Hawkinson in there. He's a stud, in my opinion. Tight ends are, you know, not as many are as great in the league. That's why you fantasy football players out there, it's like, If you don't get Kelsey Kittle, Andrews, or Hawkinson, it's like, okay, who am I going to go after next? Who am I going to stream? Who am I going to keep an eye on? Dalton Kincaid, rookie in Buffalo, seems to be coming around. But anyways, the biggest matchup in this game with their offense, which has Justin Jefferson, TJ Hawkinson, Jordan Addison, uh, Cam Akers, and Alexander Madison, they don't really run the ball a whole lot. Or they try, and they don't really, you know, they're not really that successful at it. But this is, in fact, one of the biggest games that this defense will face due to the talent on the offensive side of the ball. Kirk Cousins is going to throw the ball all over the field or at least attempt to. And there's a lot of people out there like, oh, this Chiefs defense or this Chiefs offense. This team hasn't played anybody. That's not their fault. They played Detroit. Good offense. They played Jacksonville. Good offense. Held them to nine points. Held Detroit to, you know, 14 points. Chicago, 10 points, blew them out, did exactly what we were supposed to do. And now you have a game and the Jets, whatever, 20 points. You go on the road, give 20 points to a team. It's fine with me. The Chiefs defense is averaging 13.2 points per game to their offense. I don't count a touchdown against the Detroit Lions because it was a pick six and a drop by Kadarius Stone. But when you look and see what this defense has to offer and how quick it can be and the offensive weapons that Minnesota will have on the field. The number one matchup on the field on Sunday that everyone should be watching is 38 in red, or, or I guess it'll be 38 in white versus 18 in purple. That is Legereus Sneed versus Justin Jefferson. And we talked about it last night on the Arrowhead Pride radio show that this is going to be a tough test. I mean, Justin Jefferson, Pete Sweeney, you know, Ron Kopp alluded to it that Most of Justin Jefferson's yardage come on big plays. And there's a lot of people that put the LeBron James effect on a guy like Justin Jefferson. Look, 
Justin Jefferson's going to get his. Is he going to get 10 for 130 and a touchdown? Hopefully not. But would I be mad at the end of the day if Justin Jefferson finishes the game with 7 for 98 and a touchdown? I'm fine with that. Don't let him go Jamar Chase in those first two games you played Cincinnati. You obviously didn't have Justin Reed. You didn't have Trent McDuffie. Legereus Snee was kind of still coming into his own. But if you can keep everybody else quiet, TJ Hawkinson, Jordan Addison, Madison, and Cam Akers, that's key. That's fine if Justin Jefferson wants to have his 110, eight catches and a touchdown. That's seven points. Don't give up 14 or 21 anywhere else. The other key point in this game is that Chris Jones, whether you like him or not, has got to be disruptive to their offensive line because Kirk Cousins will panic. We know that we've just, we've seen enough Kirk cousins that if big 95 comes barreling down in his face, he's going to throw it up quick. And that to me is what makes those weapons on offense that much. You know, you can subtract it that much because if there is pressure in Kirk cousins face and he just throws it up, the talent on that defense and the speed of that defense will make up for that. And Kirk cousins, I've said all week, he's going to give you two. He's going to give you two opportunities at a turnover in that game, whether it is a fumbled snap or an egregious interception. He is going to give that to you. Take advantage of that. Last week, he threw a pick six against Carolina, 98 yards. They didn't win, but it kept him in the game. And you're going on the road for a second consecutive week to a pretty damn good team. I don't think the Jets are terrible. I think they have a really good defense. I don't think their offense is great because of what they have at quarterback, but he played his heart out. And this is a team that's one and three that has to win. And you're a team that's three and one that if you want to keep up with Baltimore, Buffalo, and Miami, you also have to win. The schedule gets tough in week nine when you go to Germany. If you can get past this and your defense can play as a secure unit and you can continue to move forward with this team, go four and one and take care of business and keep their offense, you know, a little bit lower than it can be, you'll be just fine. Because if the Chargers can beat them in Minnesota, you can beat them. Because you know how the Chargers beat them? You know how I told you Kirk Cousins will give you two? Kirk Cousins threw an interception in the end zone in the game. Because he tried to force something in because he was pressured. If 95 and Naughty and those guys and Karloftis can get pressure through the trenches, the job on Snead and McDuffie is a little bit easier. But Trent McDuffie, LeJarrius Sneed, Brian Cook, Justin Reed, this is your game. Not many times do we say, hey, defense, go win a game. This might be one of those times where you're like, hey, defense, our offense is going to be all right. We might get a Patty Mahomes game, but the defense, go win this game. Keep them 20 points. Keep them under 20. We'll do our job. Coming up on the other side, we have a couple of college football games. One's tomorrow night. That's why you don't get after hours tomorrow night. K-State plays. Their coverage starts at 430 with pregame. Their game at 630 at Oklahoma State. We get to the lines, we get to the storylines, we get to what we think will happen. It's Julio Sanchez, Dusty Likens. You're listening to After Hours on 610 Sports Radio. You're listening to After Hours with Dusty Likens on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views. You were my son. JT, baby. We were talking about concerts uh, a couple weeks ago. Like, who's the next big concert? Because I went and saw Bruce, right? 
I don't think we'll ever see Bruce again. I don't think his health's doing too well, which is really sad to me. You got it in, though. Good for you. Yeah. Um, easy. Easy. Don't want to be too... <laughs> I'm sorry. Was that sexual? Was that too I sexual? Hope, I hope. You know? Freudian slip. <laughs> Crimea River. Uh, yeah. Right. Uh, Timberlake's probably a guy that I'd pay to go see. Am 100%. I weird if I'd go see Sync? if that's the only way I could see just him? Uh, I mean, it wasn't weird until you made it weird with wanting to see just him. You know, I, well, I, mean, I was, was going to back you if you're, if you're down for the whole sync thing, but yeah, you know, I mean, top three male artists that I'd want to see, you know, Usher in, uh, in Vegas right now. Is he at the globe or the sphere? Uh, I'm not sure. Okay. I've heard Did you see very those good things. Did you see those videos of the oh, sphere dude, over the that weekend? Sphere looks phenomenal. That looks so cool. Very cool. Man. I think it'd be probably Justin Timberlake, John Mayer, you're, Zach you're, Bryan. You're, you're that big of a, a John Mayer fan, huh? Huge. Yeah? Oh, huge. All right. Didn't peg you for that, but okay. Were you were you still around when I told you I was going to coach soccer with my buddy this year? Uh, no. Yeah, How's so that his, going? Uh, what age five, group? Uh, third and fourth grade. Oh, okay. That's not too bad. Yeah, my buddy Tyler was like, hey, man, I need Could help. It's tough, you know, trying to keep all these kids organized and try to be a – I need assistant coaches. What What age group is that? That's what, eight? Seven. It's like seven and eight. Yeah. I okay. think. Okay, that's not too bad. Mostly There's, seven-year-olds. Five and oh. Look at you. Lee Summit Mustangs, five and oh. You know, what my, you know what my name is on the back of my jersey? What is it? Coach Wolf. No, no dirty, huh? He kept nope. it clean. Coach Wolf. Okay. Yeah. I like it. And all the girls that come to the side, Coach Wolf. Greatest thing in the world. <laughs> Kids love me. I don't know what it is. I mean, when you're five and zero, oh, everything's rosy. You yeah. know, lose a couple, it might come at you different. My buddy texts in big matchup, or he says the five and zero oh Mustangs miss Coach Wolf tonight because they practice on Thursdays, and obviously since the Royals are done, my job is here. Uh, two games this weekend, and then playoffs start next week. Let's go. You know what I mean. Offensive coordinator on a soccer team. Not a real, not a real no, thing. That's not a real thing. And then were you, no. were you around social media when I just had the mustache, the the lip cabbage? Uh, I, I did not, but I'm going to go back and look at that. It was first, probably pretty dirty. I'm first, assuming first practice. I showed up with a mustache. They, probably a bad mistake. They, I was going to say, did they let you around the kids? Because that sounds, I was like, not full summit Ted Lasso. Yeah. More. Yeah. I'm not going to yeah. go there. Okay. I was going to, yeah. You or know. led Tasso, you know, you know, you flip the T and the L. Um, but I do want to talk about the local college games this weekend because one starts tomorrow night. K-State goes to Stillwater and plays Oklahoma State. They are an 11 and a half. I believe 11 and a half. Maybe it's 11 now. It's 11. K-State is minus 11 tomorrow at Oklahoma State. Friday Night Football, but in college. Uh, Wildcats and Cowboys. I don't know what I feel about K-State yet, right? They had the heartbreaking loss against Mizzou. Um, Mevis hits that 61-yard field goal, which was a bomb longest field goal in sec history and K-State lose that game on the road. Tough game. I think Mizzou's a little bit better than advertised. I think the Brady cook thing is very similar to the storyline that we had for Alex Smith. All those years. I know Brady cook this past weekend had a, a completion record still going without throwing a, without throwing an interception, but K-State at Oklahoma state minus 11. I don't know if we hammer the minus 11 or if we hammer the plus 11. I know Oklahoma State is not great. Uh, Mike Gundy's struggling over there. Obviously, NIL deals are kind of changing the landmark of college football. I don't know how much is going on over there. I've never really cared for Mike Gundy. 
Um, he kind of seems like one of those guys that puts himself above the players. Um, but this is kind of a a quick turnaround, quick test for a team like K-State, who Vegas thinks handles this matchup very easily. Oklahoma State, not great this year. K-State, you know, what, top three, top three team in the Big 12, Oklahoma, Texas. Obviously, they play this weekend, the Red River Shootout. Um, but this is a big matchup for K-State. Whether you believe it or not, it's a Friday night game. It's a short turnaround. It's a road game at Oklahoma State. And you're hanging 11 on their side. It was 12. It's dropped a point, which means there's not a whole lot of movement from the whales uh, in Vegas that are kind of leaning towards it. I think more people are starting to, the one point differential means I think more people took the minus or took the plus 12 than the, than the minus 12. And now it's down to minus 11, but I like K state in this matchup. I just think they're better offensively. I think they're better defensively. I think they're better head coached. I like climbing more than I like Gundy. And that's not because of, you know, my personal, I just think that he's just better. But it'd be nice to see K-State win. Keep going. You move on to Saturday. Big one. LSU at Mizzou. Biggest game of the year for Mizzou. Faro Field, Columbia, Missouri. 11 a.m. Tigers versus Tigers. Mizzou is a four-point dog at home. This game opened up at plus six Mizzou, which means what we just talked about, everybody was jumping on Mizzou plus six. So if you had Mizzou plus six, you're loving life right now. I don't think this game is what Vegas thinks it will be. Mizzou Saturday, 11 o'clock versus LSU. Mizzou plus four dogs at home. I love taking home dogs. I always have. And I think that this is one of those games, like this is one of those Eli Drinkwitz games where it's like, hey, man, you want to keep giving belief that all these recruits that are coming to your school that can win in Mizzou, that you can win in Mizzou, you want to get this fan base to, you know, get off your ass. This is one of those games. You beat LSU. I get it. It may not be the LSU that we all knew. I know this is like 21 versus 24 or whatever the rankings are. Similar in rank. But this is a big game for Mizzou. You're at home. You're bringing in an SEC foe. And if you can win this game, I mean, bowl game, yes. Now you're looking at trying to represent the SEC in the SEC championship game. Go play a Georgia. Now, I know their schedule gets real tough after this. I know Kentucky's in there. I know Georgia's in there. Arkansas's there. Tennessee. Yeah, Tennessee. It gets tough. And this is one of those games in their schedule that's at their house that there's a really good chance you can win this game. If you win this game, it makes the rest of the season look a little bit easier. And the rest of the season does not look like it's getting any easier. At what point does, uh, does Mizzou break their fans' hearts? Man, if they win this game and then lose to Kentucky, that'd be kind of demolishing. You don't think... Because Kentucky's good too, man. Like, but, you don't think it, but you don't think the LSU game would be more of a heartbreaker than lose? Because Kentucky is a legit team. Yeah, but LSU... And they should win against LSU. But LSU's favorites, and you're at home... And it's one of those things where it's like, we've always wanted to, you know, prove our stay that we can beat the big dogs or the blue bloods in the sec, whether you like it or not, LSU is always going to be considered that. Yeah. And they got a, they got a darn good running back back there. And Mizzou's got a chance, put it on the map, leave nothing back. Eli Drinkwitz go win this game and then go have a, you know, iconic presser. Cause you know, he'll bring it. If they win, he will always bring some flair. And last but not least is KU versus UCF. KU now plus, or I'm sorry, KU is now minus one and a half. UCF is one of those 
enigma football teams, right? They're one of those question marks, like what team's going to show up? You know, they, you know, heartbreaker last week. They're, they're coming into Lawrence. There's no Jalen Daniels. So Bean will be back there at quarterback once again. Um, this is the same kind of narrative for KU. You know, they just lost to Texas. It was not close at the end of the score. You didn't have your starting quarterback for most of the game. And then at the very end of the game, they kind of, Texas kind of pulled away. I watched that game last Saturday afternoon or after e- or evening. But this is one of those games, man, like where, if, you know, I don't think Lance Leipold has any pressure whatsoever, obviously. I think he's been doing a fantastic job and, you know, will continue to surprise people if he stays in Kansas. I know his name's been linked to Michigan State because of that whole disaster at their head coach that got fired. Or resign him. Either way, he's fired. Um, but this is a game, man. UBUCF, I know it's not LSU. It's not Oklahoma, Texas, whatever. But this is one of those things where you beat UCF, you hold serve at home, you move on, you get closer and closer to being bowl eligible. And if Kansas is bowl eligible and plays another bowl game, successful season for Kansas. Ride it out. Keep doing what you can do. But those are the three local games. K-State Friday night, 6.30 on 6.10 Sports Radio at Oklahoma State. They're 11-point favorites. MU Saturday versus LSU. They're four-point dogs in KU versus UCF, minus one and a half. You're listening to After Hours on 610 Sports Radio. Don't forget, coming up on the other side is the out-of-left-field question. We're doing it a little bit different. We're giving you the question before we get to the segment. The question tonight on After Hours, out-of-left-field question is, in a relationship, to kind of bring in the whole Travis Kelsey-Taylor Swift thought, in a relationship, what is a green flag that could potentially be considered a red flag? Again, what is a green flag that could be considered Maybe a red flag. 913-586-7610. You're listening to 610 Sports Radio. This is After Hours. You're listening to After Hours with Dusty Likens on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views.